If you talk like that, people call you crazy. Where can locals go to hang out and talk? Just about anything? 930 WFMD. 813 on the Morning News Express. The Morning Mayor Bob Miller, Chris Michaels producing the Morning News Express, and the Sheriff of Frederick County, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins in the house. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yes, I'm in the house, Bob. In the house. Now, uh, let's start, because I don't know we if we have had a conversation since uh, you wrote the letter to uh, County Executive uh, Jessica Fitzwater saying that you are back fully in charge of the Sheriff's Department. Not that you, you kind of stepped back a little bit, but now you're back day-to-day operations. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. And I did that uh, not only to the uh, county executive, but to the county council, county attorney, everybody in county government. And so we can get back to normal operations, normal communications, and I can fully do my job. There you go. So we'll skip over because this is what I really wanted to talk about was that uh, on Tuesday there was an article in the Frederick News Post um, that David Trone has asked the U.S. Department of What I really wanted to talk about was that uh, on Tuesday there was an article in the Frederick News Post um, that David Trone has asked the U.S. Department of Homeland Security to end the 287G Immigration Enforcement Program in Frederick County. And I texted you and asked you about it. And he hadn't made you aware of it. I had absolutely no idea because, again, I, I think you know what happened there, that his office, I, I guess, sent the media, a number of newspapers across the state, that letter at around midnight and kind of what they call embargoed the letter, basically saying, here's a letter, but we can't let you, we don't want you to post it until after midnight. That way there's no chance for me to respond directly to the article. Right, before they go to print. And I mean, what, what, what a cheap shot, right? Right. Well, and obviously, I mean, and David Drone, when he wants to get a point across, he usually calls us. I asked Diana, I'm like, where's, did we get that letter? And she says, no, he never sent it to us. Um, you know, to the one of his uh, counties that he is supposed to be uh, representing, he didn't send it to the news station in that county, which I think is not only a cheap shot to us, but a cheap shot to Frederick County. It is. And, and keep in mind, I think the listeners need to know, Trone, uh, David Trone does not even live in our district, but yet he, he, he uh, present, uh, you know, uh, accordingly represents us. But he doesn't live in this district. And I think, number one, I'm opposed to that. I think anybody representing... The 6th District should live in the 6th District. Yeah, amen, brother. I agree with you. All right, got to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what the 287G program means to Frederick County. Should it go away? Should it stay? And some of the allegations that were put out uh, by David Trone, and we'll talk about that coming up on the Morning News Express 816 at WFMD. Morning News Express. 822 at WFMD, getting right back to it with the uh, Sheriff of Frederick County, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, and uh, U.S. Representative David Trone, who's trying to get uh, Ben Cardin's seat now, has asked the U.S. Department of Homeland Security to end the 287G program. I want to kind of go back because there might be, Sheriff Jenkins, some people who don't know what the 287G program is. Could you explain it in a nutshell for us? I, I can, but before we get down that road, let, let me just explain one thing. So, so every elected Democrat, in the state of Maryland is opposed to this program. I'm talking about the, the governor's office, the legislature, probably every county executive, because over all these years, I've gone to Annapolis to fight for the program and fight in opposition 
to sanctuary state policies. And, and every elected Democrat in the state knows that. And I think at this point, David Trone, who's in a position that, that to change the law, if he doesn't like the law, make a motion to change it. But he's going to use this, I believe, as traction throughout the entire state to garner support uh, within the immigrant communities, primarily the, the Latino communities. And he thinks it will get him traction, and it very well may. But but that's the reason for this. Um, I gave the News Post a letter that that uh, that I was uh, copied on back in 2019 where he actually, at that point, was uh, very sympathetic to the rise of Western Maryland, who's been opposing me for years. So th- this, is, this is all strictly political. So not only did he take a shot at the program, uh, you know, it's a pile on Sheriff Jenkins time, I believe, for, for pretty much every Democrat, which, which that's the way it goes. But uh, that's the reason behind this. Like I said, you know, he's never been to our jail, never, never been educated about the program in detail. And in my mind, doesn't understand the value that it has to local public safety. But so now we'll talk about the program. So it's it's solely a jail based program where detention center officers are trained by ICE to uh, uh, basically identify people who come into the booking center who are charged with crimes to determine their immigration status. At that point, we simply do the administrative work. We file the detainers with ICE, and ICE makes every decision on whether an individual is eventually removed or deported or what. And, and, and over, the course of, uh, over the course of the years, of 15 years now, it's been a tremendous program. It's one of the model programs across the United States, uh, a partner with ICE, uh, we've been recognized nationally, one of the longest standing programs in the country, definitely the longest in Maryland, like I said. So now it's time for for him to try to dismantle things for, poli- again, for political gain. And again, it is people who are arrested. Yes. Now, what people on the opposite, opposite side are saying, well, it gives your officers, your deputies, the right to pull over people who are driving while black or brown, Absolutely find something not. wrong with them, and then arrest them. That, that's total, totally false. And, and I'll stake my reputation. There's, there's no law enforcement officer in Frederick in this county. I don't care what agency. No one is profiling. No one is discriminatory. No one is doing anything on the street that has anything to do with 287G, nor are they making traffic stops because of their race or ethnicity. It just doesn't happen. And I will argue till the end of time about that. Has there been a case, and uh, I don't know, honestly, that where um, the 287G program for a certain individual uh, was uh, not correct? What do, you, what do you mean not correct? Well, I mean, you, you, you arrested somebody, so obviously it did something wrong. But when it comes to find out that they were not really necessarily in the country illegally, are, are there ways to protect people? Yes, there are. They, As okay. a matter of fact, over the years, there have been a number of cases we, where we have determined that someone basically admits, and most of them admit they're in the country illegally. They'll, they'll tell us where they came through the border, how they got here, because they know to cooperate benefits them in the long run. But we have had people say, uh, you, you know what, I'm in the country illegally. We actually do the check and have determined they are legally in the country. So, again, it's benefited. Again, only a handful, but there's an upside to some of it. There was also a uh, article. The, the article in the paper mentioned something about uh, an incident at the at the jail where uh, inmates were telling Telemundo, which, by the way, I don't know how they get an interview with Telemundo, uh, that they were forced to sleep in cells full of feces. Absolutely false. Again, again. So we have uh, we listen. It's it's a what 
almost 40-year-old facility there. We, we have uh, infrastructure problems, the it, bad sewage you know, pipe. Some of the sewage piping is not good anymore. But here's the bottom line. That was totally exaggerated. There was a sewer backup. It was all gray water. There was no feces floating around in the water, and it's all due to the actions of the inmates because for entertainment and pretty much no other reason, they stuff clothing, they stuff food, they stuff uh, and, and pack, you know, food packaging, anything they can down the toilets. They clog the system, and, yes, the toilets overflow, the sinks overflow, but, again, it's because of the actions of the inmates, and then everything's exaggerated, and we took the proper steps to clean it up. Yes, there, there was probably a, a bad judgment in not removing the inmates from that particular cell block. We've learned a lesson from that. But, but yes, it's totally exaggerated, and that was explained months ago in an investigative report to the county council, to the county executive, to risk management. But, again, everybody likes to get on the phone. They like to call their congressman, Telemundo, whatever, and exaggerate and basically lie about what happened. So if we had conversations in your budget to, uh, is that in your budget? It is because you run the, uh, the county, uh, jail to, uh, have money for improvements to the jail. It's, it's already planned. So next fiscal year, we start an infrastructure improvement pl- program where every bit of the, the piping and the sewage system in the facility will be dug up and replaced. Okay. So again, it's, it's in the long-term capital project planning. Uh, it's been in place for a couple of years now. So one other comment that I saw, and it was interesting in the paper, so I'm just quoting what the paper said. It said that Trone's letter said that Jenkins uses his platform to stoke hatred and fear of immigrants and thereby undermine public safety for everyone. Well, again, that's a personal political tact. It's absolutely not true. I I talk uh, factually about the program, the benefits that I believe to Frederick County and surrounding areas uh, because of the criminals that we've taken off the streets and, and don't place back in our communities. I think there's a huge benefit to that. I, I think the number, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think over the years, may, maybe like 1,700 people who have committed crimes are no longer here committing crimes. So how good is that for this community? Listen, I don't I don't believe for a minute there's any fear or hate stoked in people who have committed crimes or no longer here committing crimes. So how good is that for this community? Listen, I don't I don't believe for a minute there's any fear or hate stoked in this county. I I talk to a lot of people in the immigrant communities, even prominent physicians in the immigrant communities who agree with what we're doing, because typically what happens is the criminals uh, prey on victims in their own immigrant communities. They don't want that. They don't want to live like that. We're talking with uh, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, and I know we're, we're, we're almost out of time, and we are uh, out of time. We've got uh, some other things, but, um, again, I don't. we don't get into specifics of your case that's going on. But, again, uh, you know, I've seen uh, there are stories in the newspaper, people who are able to go down to everything that you're doing down the road um, and, are, and, and being able to write about it, talk about it. Uh, you're not able to. But, no, again, I, I always ask the question, are, are we where we want to be? I know that there was a new motion on you getting things released to kind of maybe show your side a little bit to the public. Well, listen, at some point sometime, I will, I will be able to tell the world what this is all about. I'm not going to be there to that point until these charges are dismissed or this thing gets resolved in the court. Uh, but, I, but I'll tell you, and someday I'll tell everybody about it. But I'll tell you one thing. I think the Frederick News Post reserves one half the front page for me every day, I think. 
I should be on the payroll. <laughs> well, you know, our old friend Blaine Young used to say, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> well, I, I don't like this type of publicity because there, there, there's no truth to it. And that's all I'll say. But I, I'll tell you one thing, Bob. Um, you know, uh, I'm to the point where this, this uh, again, going back to David Trone, he's in a position where he can change the law. He can do some good for this country and, and this district. He's not doing it. And I'll tell you what, if I wasn't in this position that I'm in now in this mess, I would be running for this congressional seat. There's no doubt about it. Would you, and oh, well, that's an interesting uh, topic right there. We'll have to explore that later. Uh, is there a way for them to, as you said, change the law and just get rid of 287G? As long as you can do 287G, you'll continue to do it? I, I will, and there is. And listen, but, but the dirty little secret is Congress knows and ICE knows and the federal government knows they need something. They need some enforcement mechanism eventually. The situation's only going to get worse. The borders are wide open. The gangs, the criminals are coming in with good people. They are coming in with a lot of good people, but, as a matter, but at some point in time, there's going to have to be a process and a mechanism to deport criminals, so I don't think the program will ever go away. There you go. Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. Have a good have day. Have a great day. It's the Morning News.